My name is Blaise Chikaya. I'm a, a, a professor in public international law at Paris 13 University in the Faculty of Law. And I'd like to make a presentation this morning, a presentation that I think is of some value. It has, uh, suddenly it has some importance. The creation in 2010, and that was the year when the activities started of this commission, that I'm talking about the African Union Commission on International Law. This commission that I had the honor to, to chair In uh, 2010, when the Commission was starting its activities, uh, is of uh, importance because the African legal experts uh, need, would be able to measure uh, the importance of this Commission. And also, those uh, legal experts at international level too would be in position to assess the importance of this Commission. I would like to point out that this commission was created uh, following a decision made in February 2009 by the Executive Council of the African Union to serve as an, inter an organ uh, on the basis of Article 5, Paragraph 2, of the African Union Constitutive Act. I would like to say that this organization comes into play at an historic moment, and I'll be highlighting this at a later date. But we need to pay tribute to other organizations that uh, mooted this idea of the creation of structures of this nature like, for example, the um, inter-American inter organization that created the Inter-American Legal Commission in 2006, which was created with the same number of members, like those that now Form, form the African Union Commission on International Law, AUCIL, and uh, it, which also has 11 members. The Inter-American um, Legal Commission, see, is uh, headquartered in uh, Rio, and in 1947, the United Nations also created Oh, that is, in 1947, they set up the United Nations Commission on International Law with 40 members, and the headquarters of this organization uh, in Geneva. The creation of these organizations of, is of special interest that we need to highlight.
the African Union Commission on International Law is quite different from other uh, commissions on international law that exist. This commission was created at a time of where there was tension, at a time where when there is a major legal debate within the international community. The African Union Commission law, law, law we need to point out is a, an advisory organ which is independent of the African Union. It is independent and it's advisory in nature, but which at the same time is linked to the organization because of the nature of its work that it has to um, come up with. The commission will have a decisive role to play or and as I speak now, the African Union Commission has been in existence for three years. And uh, when you assess what has been done, uh, as we'll see later on, you will be able to judge how important it's going to be. And as has been said earlier on, the reasons why this commission w was created we have talked about these reasons. And then we also have the objectives uh, that are related to the existence of the African Union Commission on International Law. Article 4 of the statutes sets out the duties of AUCIL. And these overall could be looked at as Uh, what well, they could be summed up to, uh, to to say that the the body should be an overall advisor to the union because we need to know that African Union has got a legal council's office, but this body will be a body where uh, uh, legal experts will come together to think together to and in Article Four sets this, sets this out very uh, clearly. The, all the objects are laid out under this article. An uh, advisor, overall advisor to the organization, but also the major objective is to ensure that the African Union Commission on International Law should be an organ that aims at regional integration and also it looks into political and legal integration of the continent. And also the second objective would be, this is a traditional objective related to such uh, organi uh, organs in international organizations. And this is to serve as an organ that aims at codifying and progressively developing international law or contributing to this objective. We will have uh, an opportunity to, to develop these uh, two points, and which really set set out clearly why this uh, Commission on International Law was created by the African Union. In 2010, there were many questions that were being asked.
within Africa in regard to inter international law and the, the African Union Commission on International Law comes up to, uh, to answer some of these questions because these, the African countries which have just achieved their international sovereignty, uh, these are countries that uh, acceded to independence in uh, 1960 and which wanted to express, to show uh, their presence, that is legally speaking, and also express their position in, on all issues that we, we are witnessing at the beginning of the third millennium. And it's important to note that these uh, African countries tried when the organization was created in 1963, that is the Organization for African Union, they tried to put into place uh, an, a structure, a, a body, an organ on international law, that is the Committee of Legal Ex Experts. So. But this uh, committee was not able to do its work. As we know, oh, oh, law ends up by taking the upper hand, and uh, political issues became more and more demanding. Issues of uh, development, uh, challenges in international negotiations. And we shouldn't forget also that we, there were other uh, problems relating to the universal criminal um, jurisdiction. Uh, so uh, the international, the ICC was set up in Rome, as we know, with all uh, sorts of uh, complex legal issues. So these African countries wanted to have another way and uh, another approach to these issues. An approach would be technique, more certain uh, to discuss issues of international law. We could consider these challenges as being in this, those, one of those forces that led to the birth of the African Union Commission on International Law. So the, in 2009, the African Union decided to create or to set up the African Union Commission on International Law. And uh, such a decision, as, uh, uh, as has been said, is not a common decision. That is the, the decision to set up commissions on international law. Uh, we, say, well, we say the same thing relating to the UN uh, uh, Commission on uh, Trade, for example, international trade. It's not a common decision, really. But Africa took that decision to, to try and uh, uh, set up an organ that would, uh, instead of sticking to certain ideological positions or political positions, they could also be diplomatic or even individual uh, or state positions. So they thought that there, there should be an organ that would, prepare, uh, that would prepare Africa's decision, legally speaking. And uh, and so this is what the African Union decided to do by setting up this um, commission, the African Union Commission on International Law. 
if one read Article 14 on of the Protocol of Non-Aggression and Common Defense, it states and set it out clearly that a commission, an African Union Commission on International Law, which would have among its objectives uh, to study all the legal questions that relate to promoting peace, security, and uh, peace in Africa. And this really is the major um, point and which links uh, all this work to the African Union because the regional bodies were given that capability to resolve problems that would otherwise compromise international peace. And we know very well the issues of delimitations of the borders can create challenges and threaten peace in Africa. So that protocol was related to the issue of peace. Now, the pact signed in 2004, which was signed in uh, Tripoli, Libya, which is against uh, aggression and promotes mutual assistance, considered this uh, AU or Commission on International Law as uh, an organ that had a role to play. So. This, this pact suggests that the Commission should carry out studies and work with the African Peace Academy because the issue of peace is very important due to regional uh, conflicts, which, are very which were very many. And uh, so the Commission had to prepare the manner in which Africa would uh, address all these matters. So it's a, this is an intellectual, diplomatic, but also economic matter. Africa, at a time when uh, development law, which uh, started at a time when Afri African countries, countries in the 1970s were uh, clamoring for more space on the international scene. So, this right to development, this demand for development space led to Africans to think of another approach, which would really meet the concerns of the African countries and which would be more uh, effective as compared to uh, preferential treatment arrangements that partner countries were suggesting. Recently, uh, as we know, Europe has been negotiating with Africa on economic partnership agreements and other forms of uh, economic partnerships. But uh, development law is dead. And, it, and because it had died, it had to be replaced by something else. And to do so, one had to, uh, countries had to come together, Africa, that is African countries, to think uh, and uh, see how they can fit in the debate on uh, international law. So Africa decided to go and to speak with one voice, and this is why this commission was set up. And when you look at Article 4 and 5, state out 
uh, of the statutes state that uh, there should be an approach which has been negotiated so as to, and this gives uh, diplomatic and intellectual uh, power to this organization to shape a common approach by African countries as far as development is concerned. So they wanted to, to forge a new approach. And this leads me to the second point of this presentation, and that is the uh, powers given to the African Union Commission on International Law as far as progressive development of international law is concerned and as far as codification is concerned because codification was very necessary uh, in this regard. And under the second point, I'd like to say that when we look at the relevant articles of the statute, the commission, that is this new commission, as compared to the one which had been created in 64 in Cairo, this new one, this new commission, the AUCIL, with its 11 members, was given means to enable it to, uh, to take up the challenge of progressive development of international law and its codification. And on this point, would, we should highlight the linkage, the scientific linkage that exists between AUCL and uh, the UN, United Nations Commission on International Law, because we know very well the role that the UN Commission on International Law has played. It played on uh, the draw on treaties and in 82 on the law of the uh, seas and oceans, it, the work that it did on in regard to uh, state responsibilities as far as international law is concerned and many other areas. So what was requested of the AUCIL was to, um, to do even more I will regard to the codification of international law. Now, this is a provision which features in Article 15, and it states out the duties of the of AUCL with regard to progress development and codification. And the two expressions are used to, to mean that the AUCIL should be linked. Well, given that codification cannot be limited, can only be understood when one considers uh, development of international law. But what does it serve without codification? These are the questions. And codification is allows evolution of practices that are allowed by member states and which need to be codified and systemized by legal experts. The, the birth of AUCL go, went in this direction. As uh, uh, Professor Gonalek uh, said, the African states which looked, were, were not really failed to warm up to rules conforming to rules that they had not uh, taken part in uh, creating. And this is uh, where one would understand why 
uh, uh, AUCL comes in. So Professor uh, Godnet probably wanted to say that African countries had reached a certain level of maturity, that is international maturity, and that they needed to know the meaning of uh, international law. And for this reason, they also needed to participate, to bring an African touch to uh, international law. Uh, so the, the commission, which was created in Sirit, or which, which set up in, in Sirit, uh, you know, this commission met or brought together African internationalist legal experts to discuss and say what Africa should uh, understand as being the appropriate international law and how practice by the practice in African countries had developed in this uh, field. At least the AUCL wanted to be able to codify what was in existence on the African continent. And these are some of the objectives that were set out for the African Union Commission on International Law. We need to point out that where we could discuss concepts used in the statutes that were written, that was drafted in 2009. For example, it refers to the African International Customary Law. The, the term of uh, uh, African International Customary Law might be unfortunate here because there's only one international law. And the African countries, just like all others, have a duty to implement this law if they accept it. And uh, so one cannot say that there is uh, an, an international European law. It's difficult to see how this can be uh, described. So I think we feel that one, in our view, we cannot talk about African international law. But there is just international law to which one can add the UN law, the European law, the African Union law. All these laws work together to achieve a world where there is a kind of observation of one law, the international law that the EU United Nations have the duty to uh, observe. Uh, so the expressions created in 1951 by the International Court of Justice can only be understood as uh, being uh, one way of logically noting that when the court refers to the ayatollah matter, uh, that is, as being uh, uh, customary uh, laws with amongst the Latin American countries. So uh, this is more or less what uh, the law is seen through the eyes of the African countries when they created the African Union Commission on International Law. And uh, the commission has already started work. It already is dealing with uh, several important uh, matters. There is 
the matter, for example, of um, on matter on treaties, or revision of the treaties, ratification of treaties, international treaties, and there are treaties that have been adopted by the African Union. There are also matters such as that on borders and other issues like responsibility and the illicit nature of the transatlantic slave trade. And this is a, 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 a matter that comes up on, during uh, debates that are carried out in Africa. So all these matters are being considered and we hope that within a period of two years we'll begin to to see the initial draft codification uh, documents prepared by the African Union Commission on International Law. I'd like to say that as advisors to the organization, the uh, commission has already offered uh, advice in um, May 2011 on the complex issue of Libya, that is application of the two resolutions by the, the resolutions um, 1970 and 1973, which had been adopted by the uh, United Nations Security Council. And uh, that uh, opinion really is an example of the work of advisor to the commission that uh, AUICL has played. So, uh, the more or less, these are the, um, uh, it's what I would like to say on the commission for now. We think that uh, this is a major step forward. Uh, AUCL has put into place a major pillar, a pillar to support international law as international law as it carries out decentralized thinking on international law, but it has also enabled to decentralize the application of international law in, in another way. This commission is some kind of revolution if uh, as far as law is concerned especially as far as international law is concerned in Africa. I'd like to thank you.